0: You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Welcome back to Real Presence Live on location here at St. Charles Borromeo Catholic Church, located in southeast Minnesota, right next to the Whitewater State Park and just a stone's throw away from the Diocese of Winona, Rochester. Uh, pastoral Center, where Matt Wilkham, who is with me, I'm Father Tim Bieran, uh, works, along with Father Jason Kern, who is the Director of Vocations for the Diocese of Winona Rochester. And listeners, we're grateful that you were with us because Father Kern has a, a phenomenal expertise in many different areas. And one of those is the importance of being open to praying spontaneously. And so we're grateful, Father Kern, that you were with us. Thank you for being with us. How are you doing today?
1: Yes, Father Tim, I'm doing great. I'm glad to be with you. It's a beautiful, sunny morning, and yeah, couldn't, couldn't ask for more. It's a great
0: day. So thanks, yeah. So give us a brief explanation of what spontaneous prayer is.
1: Sure, and that's a great question. In some sense, uh, we could say that all prayer is spontaneous prayer because it arises from the heart, right? It has to arise from within us. And so when we speak of spontaneous prayer, we're often meaning praying out loud, uh kind of, you know, extemporaneously, spontaneously, on the fly. And, um, but what we mean is basically being willing to pray, willing to talk to God, and to put words to what's moving in your heart, what you're asking for, uh, what you need, giving Him praise and adoration, um, you know, claiming the goodness of God uh, out loud, you know, for others to hear, for someone asking for some grace for that person in front of you, things like that. So that'd be kind of a Descriptive
2: definition that we're talking about With spontaneous prayer Is it important Father Jason Kern? I guess maybe How important is it to pray spontaneously Throughout the day as opposed to Reciting prayers that you already know In, in the heart that have been with the church For centuries and centuries Which have value But um, you know, That as opposed to spontaneous prayer How does spontaneous yeah. prayer What kind of a role does that play in one spiritual That's a good knowledge.
1: question. Yeah, I think it's actually super important in terms of, um, you know, like praying the rosary is one of the greatest tools in, in helping us enter into meditative prayer, right? Lexio Divina, we enter into prayer with the scriptures, and we meditate on the Word of God, letting that kind of surface in our hearts. So spontaneous prayer uh, would be more of what we would call kind of this ability just to lift up our heart to the Lord, this kind of look to heaven, And it can happen any time throughout the day, you know, even if we're working or whether we're, you know, driving somewhere, we can just pause uh, in a moment of silence and just praise God. God, I thank you for this day. I thank you for the wonder of my being tonight. I thank you for your goodness to me, for your love for me. So there's many ways that we can kind of allow our hearts to be lifted up. Um, But then um, also the willingness to kind of uh, formulate an actual praise, an actual word to, to the Lord, Rather than just sitting quietly and resting in his peace or meditating on the scriptures or on the rosary, meditating on formal prayers, um, and allowing that to draw us into a sort of state of, of trust and confidence in God, spontaneous prayer is more often becomes more of a, a time to praise God and to give him exalted glory for who he is rather than just what we get from him. We might make a spontaneous prayer of, of either, um, you know, petition request or thanksgiving and thank you. But it's actually uh, an opportunity to say, God, you are good. Thank you. We praise you uh, for who you are and just lifting up our hearts to the presence of, of the divine. So that's what spontaneous prayer enables is. It's a movement, a surge of the heart towards God. So that's why it's so important. And um, like I remember reading once that uh, Pope John Paul II called um, petitionary prayer, intercessory prayer. One of the most important parts of his, he, he, he used to think that it wasn't that important. He later came to say how essential it was to his life. Well, spontaneous prayer takes that sort of avenue where we're begging God for the grace that we need or that someone else might need. Um, It's just arising from the heart of, Lord, I have this need, I have this anxiety, I have this stress in my life, and I just lift my heart to you and I give you praise and know that you will be faithful. So it's this movement uh, of my life, of my heart towards the Lord in a relationship of love
0: and trust and confidence in Him. Certainly. I think, you know, many of us that are listening would acknowledge that we really have been practicing this for quite some time, even though we may not have identified it as such. And I'll give an example. I recall, you know, as a child, often um, my mom or dad would say, offer it up, you know, so offer it up. And so that becomes a, a form of spontaneous prayer. Correct.
1: Right, right, and you know that phrase. Uh, it's a, it's a good, it's a good example because we hear it sometimes. And what did we think our mom or dad meant? Get over it, you know. Quit, quit complaining. You know, don't be a, don't be a wimp or something like that. You know, it was kind of a, it was kind of a knock it off. But, but and that wasn't what they knew and meant uh, in their hearts. Actually, what they experienced was this opportunity to unite themselves in a little suffering, in a little moment of their own weakness, their own poverty, their own lack, vulnerability, whatever it might be, to say, Lord, I entrust myself to you, right? Like, I give this to you as a way to uh, know that you, in your goodness will be faithful, even despite the sufferings of this world, despite my difficulties, the burdens. I, I take this moment to unite myself to your cross. I offer it up in that sense. And, uh, and believe that that will bear fruit and that will continue to glorify you um, and that I will be drawn into the mystery of your love through this little offering, through this little sacrifice that I have in my life. Um, and so that's what spontaneous prayer is. It's we, you know, we we have the understanding the scriptures of pray always, right? Pray without ceasing. Well, this is kind of what spontaneous prayer enables the heart to enter deeper into that spirit of saying, okay, I can have this little movement of time, this movement of grace in me that enables me you know, to put my trust in the Lord and to surrender to Him and to trust Him that I can really say with a full yes, Lord, You are present to me right now, and therefore I give You my heart's desire, my love, my confidence.
2: We're speaking this morning with Father Jason Kern, Vocations Director for the Diocese of Winona-Rochester, here on Real Presence Live. Matt, welcome, along with Father Tim Buren, about spontaneous prayer. Do you pray spontaneously, and how does one do that? Uh, Father Kern, we we know about prayer. We think oftentimes about prayer in the sense that it's us t- speaking to God. It's us talking to Him, praising Him, sharing with Him our concerns our anxieties, as you say, uh, our joys, uh, our hopes, our fears. What role does listening have in spontaneous prayer? Does it have a role? If, if so, what, how, how, do we, how are we more attentive to the movements of the Spirit in response to our active prayer, if you will, to receive what the Lord has for us in return?
1: Yes. Yeah. It's a great question. The thing that comes to mind first is, uh, in order to listen, what's 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 uh, the presupposition there? Is silence, right? We need some uh, times of quiet, of slowing down, of getting out of the busyness and the noise of our culture, um, shutting off the race. Can I say that on this? Shutting off the radio at times, right? Um, and, uh, and finding the space to listen in the sense of, uh, what's active in my heart? Where am I? How am I doing, Right. Am I noticing the movements, uh, the fears, the agitations? You know, if I watch the news, right, I might shut it off and be agitated the rest of the day because of something that was said or the way that it was said or whatever, right? Something I disagreed with. Maybe someone cut me off in traffic, right? So many things can happen to us throughout the day where we can have this little agitation that we carry, and we don't even know it. Well, if we slow down and be aware, and then we can take action around it and say, okay, this is a place where I don't need to carry this frustration. I don't. This isn't my burden to carry. I actually can surrender in faith to God, knowing that He will bring greater good out of it. That's part of the offer it up mentality, right? Like even in despite the the problems of my time, I actually can surrender in faith with great confidence in God's goodness to him and that that will lead me into a place of peace, abiding trust, where I don't have to live out of those false spirits, the spirits that seek to rob me of joy, rob me of freedom to love, freedom to care for the good of the world, for others around me. So the more that we pray without ceasing, the more that we listen to the movements of our own hearts. And then also, uh, that opens us up to that movement that God might have, right? God might be calling us to go talk to that person. He might be leading us um, to, to, you know, open up to love to somebody, you know, some little way that God might move us, direct us, the Holy Spirit might nudge us, right? We can only do that if we're attentive to those movements. And that's that's a form of spontaneous prayer in that sense, right? God's speaking to me, um, moving me, moving my will to action. But if I don't listen, if I'm not attentive, if I'm just busy, I might not hear that simple small voice that just calls me to greater love and to humility in a moment.
0: What is beautiful is when we respond to that invitation and we reach out to that person or uh, with that situation that comes to prayer, um, we normally will hear from that person, oh, you know, this means so much to me. You can't. I can't even begin to tell you how timely this phone call is or this this visit is. Mm-hmm. I, I was exactly, th- this is what I needed. How did you know? And this becomes yeah. then uh, a verification for those of us that are following that invitation and responding to that invitation that's uh, really welling up within our hearts. So you certainly have hit the nail on the head.
1: No, it's a great insight. I, I, just this week, it reminded me of uh, I had a, a guy that I um, used to kind of give some spirit direction for, a really great guy He's engaged to get married now, and just a good man. And I was thinking about him, and I was just kind of said a little prayer for him, and I and I thought to myself, well, I need to give him a call, or I need to send him a text and make a contact. And, and what happened was is uh, I forgot. I, I didn't do it. And then within two days, he texted me and said, hey, you know, da-da-da-da-da. How's it going? And I was like, God, oh, man, I can say that, that happens to me all the time. I think it's the Lord's way of saying, you know, you're not very good at reaching out to others. Mm. And so I'll, I'll stir it in them and so that you would learn. And I have learned over time that when I have those little move, movements of I think about somebody, you know, and I'm kind of wondering how they're doing or just feel like I should check in, That's that could be a prompting. It's not always necessarily, but it could be a prompting where God's saying, hey, this person, you know, reach out and keep that relationship strong or whatever. So God works in so many profound ways like that, and that's, those are the spontaneous movements uh, and attractions of the heart that we have to listen to and be attentive to so that we can then do the will of God, put it into action.
2: Father Kern, do you have any any other tips for how to get into the habit of, of praying spontaneously?
1: Yeah, I think the best way to do it is to do it. <laughs> and I say that um, as a joke, but also seriously, right? How do we form habits? But by forming habits. And, and, and part of it is that we got to learn to not be so distracted, so distant from the Lord, so um, so isolated and self-reliant, right? Like, that's, there, there's a cause for humility there, of self-reflection uh, to recognize that actually, I'm really, I'm really independent, and I don't really want to rely fully on the Lord. I actually want to trust myself more than I trust God, and that's the sort of death that we have to die to ourselves, and invite again the Holy Spirit to renew within us a deeper desire to live in an abiding communion with our loving Father. Jesus and the Spirit, and so it it forms through a disposition of heart, uh, a disposition of trust and confidence, reliance on God. But then, as we sort of open ourselves to that, the best way to do it is is just to take some time to articulate, say it out loud. You you know, if you're by yourself or uh, in your car or something, you you know, we risk people looking at us. Why is that person speaking to themselves? But you know, they've probably seen crazier things that day than that. And so, we just got to get over it and just kind of. Say words, Lord, I praise you and I thank you. Maybe a scripture passage will come to mind. And just say those words out loud so that you acknowledge this movement of grace, this time to just be with the Lord, be present to Him, let Him speak to you, whatever it might be. So, yeah, we just got to form habits uh, around prayer, around the discipline of kind of being in an abiding communion with with God and and taking time for that. Um, But sometimes, yeah, if there's a scripture passage that strikes you, or a word or phrase from scriptures, that might be the phrase you use that day, becoming a mantra, right? A little, a little word from the Lord that you just take with you throughout the day and repeat that as a way to praise Him. Um, so that can be a way to form the habit, too. So there's a lot of different little strategies, um, but basically it's, yeah, hey, start somewhere and just recognize that God loves you and that He wants to invite you into this continual opportunity to love Him and serve Him throughout our day.
2: We know, Father Jason Kern, that in any relationship, it requires a certain level of vulnerability. And I think a lot of folks out there have experiences, wounds within their hearts that maybe they don't want to reveal they don't want to pay attention to. They just want to keep those doors shut to their heart. But spontaneous prayer, by its very nature, uh, blows open those doors and and requires that you show God your your woundedness. Uh, And that can be painful. And how do we have confidence in the Lord uh, not to take advantage of us or leave us hanging when we do spontaneous prayer, when we, when we do choose to be vulnerable um, I mean we know that, that people in this world will fail us, will hurt us, uh, how, do we, how do we cultivate a, a trust in the Lord to know that he, He's going to treat us di- differently
1: yeah, that's no, a good question and the reality is, is um, as you say, consciously or unconsciously, many of us are, are kind of a walking wounded, and have these wounds um, that prevent us from really receiving love in our hearts. And that's often due to some past hurt, or some past experience of rejection or fear, some fear of failure, fear of not being received or loved or known uh, or cared about, and uh, or or like I'm not, I don't measure up. I'm not worthy of this. You know, I don't, I don't deserve this kind of love, unconditional, unmerited. Uh, except I have to earn it somehow, right? All these movements can be taking place in our heart. And what, what needs to happen ultimately to receive love is, and to to allow God in is, is a surrendered trust, right? Our heart has to be surrendered that we look to the truth of our being and say, Lord, despite the fact that I am so weak, so frail, so vulnerable, um, so hurt from the past, uh, I make an act of trust and surrender that you love me in it you don't love me despite of it you love me in this and that's that's the movement of grace that god wants to give to each of us uh, it, it's a scandal of particularity you know like it's scandalous how much shocking how much god loves us and that that uniqueness of how he loves us um each of us despite what's happened in our lives and the places where failures have have overcome us uh, it's right there that the lord invites us will you trust me will you let me love you in this So it's an an openness that comes by grace, but it also comes the more that we just slow ourselves down and say, it's okay, it's okay. I am not the sum, you know, great quote from John Paul II again, I am not the sum of my weaknesses and failures. We are the sum of the Father's love for us and of our real capacity to become the image of His Son. And the more that we can live out of that truth, of receiving the truth of who God is and how much He loves us, the more that it allows our hearts to be free to praise, free to live in communion with Him. Uh, free to serve Him in this world. So, yeah, I just, I mean, that'd be my big encouragement is, um, you know, it's, it, it, it doesn't always make sense how much God loves us, but yet it's true. thats It's the reality. It's more real than any pain, any hurt, any lie that we've received in our lives. The truth sets you free, and the truth is that God has come to reveal His love for the world and so we see that in the scriptures. If we you know, lose confidence or our personal experience doesn't warrant it, um, we have to read the scriptures. The word became flesh, right? Jesus, God so loved the world, he gave his only son so that those who might believe in him would have eternal life. So we have to constantly turn back to the source of truth, uh, which comes in revelation from God.
0: A common example of this vulnerability happens uh, when we... Uh, avail ourselves of the sacrament of reconciliation when we make an examination of conscience and we go to the priest for the sacrament. And of course, God uh, knows everything about us. um, But we become vulnerable in that we get out of our heart, out of ourselves, you know, that yuck that is formed. And so then we're vulnerable with Jesus. But that is exactly when we invite him deep within our heart again to to cleanse us, to heal us, um, especially that wound that might be there.
1: Amen. The sacraments are efficacious, right? They bear fruit. They do what they say. And when the priest says, I absolve you from your sins, it's really true that you are forgiven and free. Uh, and that's because Jesus established his grace to be present to us in his church. Right? He He formed a church, a community of believers who could live in communion with him and abide in him for till the end of time. And so we have the real power of Jesus in and through reconciliation and sacrament of confession, and through the smaller ways that we can simply repent of our sins, the sacramentals that enable us to be forgiven of our venial sins, the many ways that we can turn to the Lord and ask for his helps throughout the day, for sure.
2: Amen. We've been speaking this morning with Father Jason Kern, who's the vocations director for the Diocese of Winona, Rochester, about spontaneous prayer. And uh, we just have about a minute left, Father Kern. What's going on in the, in the vocations office these days?
1: Yeah, we're living life at, uh, to the full. It's been a, it's been a unique time. Um, you know, most of the religious education events are kind of, um, it's not shut down, they're not happening at the same level. And so there's just, it's a strange time in some ways, but I've still been able to kind of get around the diocese and visit um, different parishes and individuals. Thanks be to God, I've already had five guys that have asked for applications for next fall. Um, so the Lord is at work in these times, and we, we need to remember that despite the heaviness and anxiety of our days. Uh, like, the Lord is powerfully at work in people's hearts, and that's what spontaneous prayer reminds us, right? that we can trust God and let Him lead us. And so, yeah, I'm grateful to serve in this way and to see the the, the abundant fruit that's taken place.
2: Yeah, it's, it's important to realize that these, these times uh, of anxiety and uncertainty uh, can, can be used by God. He can bring good out of anything, and sometimes He allows certain things to happen precisely so that this can happen and so we appreciate you joining us this morning on real presence live father jason kern uh would you be able to offer us and those listening a priestly blessing
1: sure may the lord watch over you and protect you may he be gracious to you and let his face shine upon you we praise and thank you god for the wonder of our being for the fact that you've made us and created us in your image and likeness. guide us to all truth help us to live in your love and to serve you with our lives and the almighty god bless you the father and the son and the
2: Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. That was spontaneous. That certainly sounded like (laughs) it. (laughs) Thank you so much, Father Jason Kern, for joining us on Real Presence Live. Great. Thanks, Matt. Father Tim, God bless. God bless you. Do you know the secret to living a happy life? Stay tuned to Real Presence Live to find out. That's next.
0: Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network.